0: Welcome to this week's episode of Walking with the Master. My name is Ken Winter, and this week's episode is entitled, Apart from Jesus. The events that unfolded that night in the upper room before Jesus' arrest, as recorded in John's Gospel, were not happening to Jesus. The plan of redemption had been set in motion by the Father before the beginning of time. Jesus had always known what was going to occur. He knew when he called Judas Iscariot to follow him as one of his disciples, that Judas would betray him. For there to be a cross, there needed to be an arrest. For there to be an arrest, there needed to be a betrayal. For there to be a betrayal, there needed to be a betrayer. But please do not misunderstand. Judas did not betray Jesus because God put it in his heart. Rather, Satan put it in his heart, but God knew Satan would do so, and he knew Judas would make that choice. But even with that foreknowledge, John tells us that Judas' action still caused Jesus to be deeply troubled. I don't believe at that moment that he was troubled about the betrayal itself. I believe he was troubled about Judas. Jesus loved Judas. Jesus had walked together with all of his disciples for over three years. They had walked together intimately. They laughed together. They cried together. Jesus poured his life into each of those men, including Judas. Yes, he knew that Judas was about to betray him. But he also knew that soon after, Judas would hang himself, stepping into a Christless eternity in the torment of hell. As Peter would later write, the Lord does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Everyone includes Judas. In spite of what Judas was preparing to do, Jesus never stopped loving him. Judas chose to turn away from Jesus, but Jesus never chose to turn away from Judas. Jesus extended his love, even when it was not returned. I don't know about you, but I know I will never have that kind of love that keeps loving even in the midst of betrayal, apart from Jesus. There are three more observations regarding the interactions Jesus had with Judas that night in the upper room. First, Jesus had just finished washing the disciples' feet. He had washed the feet of all his disciples, including Judas. After washing their feet, Jesus said, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done. Jesus washed the feet of one whom he knew was going to betray him that very night. That was a part of the example to follow. I don't know about you, but I know I will never have that kind of servant's heart, apart from Jesus. Second, Jesus treated Judas as the guest of honor. It would have been the custom for the host of a special feast to take a piece of bread, dip it in sauce, and present it to the guest of honor. Jesus was not giving the piece of bread to Judas solely to signify to John who the traitor was. He was extending honor and grace to Judas even up to the last moment. Jesus extended his grace even when he knew it was about to be rejected. I don't know about you, but I know I will never extend that kind of grace apart from Jesus. Third, John writes that as soon as Judas had eaten the bread Jesus had given him, Satan entered into him. By turning away from his Lord, Judas opened his heart to Satan. It is a reminder to each of us that there is no place of neutrality if we do not turn to jesus we are in fact turning to satan there is no middle ground just ask judas fourth when jesus declared to the disciples that one of them would betray him john records that the disciples looked at each other wondering whom he could mean But what is telling is that apparently only Peter and John took the initiative to ask Jesus who the traitor was. That would indicate that each one thought it might be the other, or each one thought it might be himself. But apparently, except for John and perhaps Peter, no one suspected Judas when he got up to leave. So each of the other disciples apparently believed that any one of them was capable of betraying their Lord including himself. That needs to be a sobering reminder to each one of us. Those who at that time had the most intimate relationship with the Savior did not see themselves as being incapable of betraying him. Before we rush to passing judgment on Judas, we too need to make a thorough examination of our own hearts, lest we fall into the same pit. Each and every one of us is capable of betraying our Savior by our word, our action, or our inaction. Don't think that you're beyond betraying Jesus. It has been said that we are all one step away from stupid. And this kind of stupid is a character issue. It is not a knowledge issue. It is only by His grace and by the power of His Holy Spirit that we can possibly remain faithful to the end. Don't take that for granted. The disciples knew they were vulnerable. And so are we. Our faithfulness is fragile, apart from Jesus. One more thing. At the end of this same passage, we are given a very practical example of this same truth about faithfulness. Jesus tells Peter that he will deny him before the night is out. This comes on the heels of Peter declaring that he will follow Jesus anywhere, even to death. Peter believed he was incapable of such a thing. After all, he was Peter, the one on whose declaration Jesus said he would build his church. He was Peter, the leader of the other disciples. He was Peter, the first to boldly declare Jesus to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was Peter, one of Jesus' most intimate followers and friends. If anyone had the right to say he would be faithful, it was Peter. And yet, he was the one who before the sun rose would do exactly what Jesus told him. He would deny his Lord. Jesus knew that left to our own devices, we would fail, just like Judas and Peter. That is why he sent his helper, his Holy Spirit, to live within us, to empower us, to walk in his way, evidencing his character, his love, his servant's heart, his grace, and his faithfulness. But we would also do well to heed his warning. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Portions of this episode are taken from chapter 32, of my book, Taking Up the Cross. Information about my books is available on my website, kenwinter.org. Well, thanks for joining me this week, and I hope you'll do so again next week, as together we walk with the Master.